It is episode three of Talking Through Traffic. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I am your host, Kevin Schofield. I just want to get some business out of the way, and then uh, we will continue with the episode. Uh, So last week, I read an ad for Mr. Sparkle. Uh, Turns out um, that was not a good idea. So we will continue to have a... Our search for a an advertiser, possibly, to uh, sponsor our show. And uh, I think I found a new one, so I'll read it. It'll be the same as last week. I'll read it and see what you guys think. And then if, it's, if it works, then uh, we'll reach out to them, see if uh, they'll mind sponsoring us or what I need to do uh, to get them to sponsor. Uh, and, uh, if not, then, uh, the search continues. So, uh, here's a new one. It's, uh, I don't know, kind of curious, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what works. All right. We know what you want. All natural, healthy, organic food, right? Well, it doesn't exist. Introducing the Punch Burger breakfast for dinner combo. The real thing you want. And if you say you don't like it, then you're a nerd and a liar. What? What's in it? Who cares? How many calories? Shut up. Ponchburger. Start drooling, fatties. And welcome to episode three of Talking Through Traffic. My name is Kevin Schofield. Thank you, everyone, for joining me once again. Uh, big news, we are on uh, now on Apple Podcasts. Our, uh, we're also available everywhere else. Uh, our home is on the Anchor app and uh, website. Um, but you can also find us on i on Apple Podcasts. Sorry, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Um, just do a search. Uh, talking through traffic. Uh, right now, uh, last time I checked earlier today, for some reason, only episode one is up there. Episode two is not up there. Um, I'll look into it. Um, it's only been a day since it's been up. So I'll give it a few days, and if the other two aren't on there, then I'll see what's happening. Uh, but go ahead and subscribe over there, uh, rate. Um, that'll help uh, the podcast get seen more uh, when people search for certain topics. Um, we're also available on Stitcher and uh, Spotify and uh, so many other places. Basically, everywhere you can get a podcast uh search for us we're probably there uh that's the good thing uh the thing i like about this anchor app is you it makes it really easy to uh distribute it across multiple platforms Uh, i really don't have to do anything i just say i want to and they kind of handle the details so today's episode is going to be a little short um i'm recording this on the day i sent it out um I usually like to record these on Tuesday nights and then release them on Wednesdays. Um, But, uh, apologies, that's my computer, if you're hearing it. Uh, I have it open for a thing I'm going to talk about later. Anyway, but uh, 
Tuesday, instead of recording the episode, uh, I was doing something a little more important. Uh, me and my wife, for the first time, got together and talked about baby names. Um, I won't go into the names, because that's between us, but uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun and very nerve-wracking. Um, you know, when you actually think about naming, it's it's this weird, overwhelming feeling of, oh, I gotta make this right, because they're gonna be stuck with this name forever. Um, I mean, theoretically, if they really hate it, they can change it, or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> until that happens, they'll be stuck with this name, and hopefully they'll like it. Um, or hopefully it'll suit their personality, but they're not even born yet, so it's just kind of, you know, what sounds right. Um, anyway... Uh, so today's episode, uh, I really wanted to talk about, just kind of go over, for anyone who is looking for more information or is looking to get involved in the, in the world of mental health advocacy or maybe is wanting to learn more about mental illness and uh, living with it, um, I was going to give out three of my favorite places to go. Uh, the first place is NAMI. That's the uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, N-A-M-I dot org. That's where you can find them. And uh, that's really the best place for education. Um, and it, like, if you're learning, if you're looking to learn, for me, that's the best place to go. That's the place you want to start. Uh, you can find information all over the place. Um, there are all kinds of books out there and uh, things you can, uh, and websites and all that. But NAMI for me is the most, uh, the focus is truly on two things. One, uh, advocacy for ending stigma and getting people the help they need and making the information free for you to learn. Obviously, the best way for, to lear- for, for you to learn uh, if you yourself have a mental illness, is to get help and to find a doctor and a therapist. Um, but if you're just looking to learn more and you're not, to, you don't have anything. If you don't have a mental illness and you're just looking to be an ally and uh, help the cause and all that, uh, Nami really has all the nuts and bolts kind of sciency information on there, and uh, really about everything across the entire mental health spectrum that you can think of. Uh, the next organization is To Write Love in Her Arms. Uh, some of you might have heard about it before. Uh, it was very big in the MySpace days. Uh, kind of started there. Um, but it has become this really big organization. Uh, it's very youth-centered, uh, though not specifically. It doesn't limit itself to that, but uh, they put on concerts. They donate money to various organizations that... Uh, do direct work with uh, with people who need help. Uh, their slant is more on uh, depression, self-harm, and addiction. Uh, although it kind of runs they kind of run the gamut of really any kind of mental health issue. Uh, the focus truly is on self-harm and and people uh, the you know who have you know thought about suicide and all that 
their website is t t w l o h a dot com. Uh, that's the first letter of to write love in her arms uh, dot com. Uh, and uh, they also have if you follow them on Facebook, I would definitely follow them on Facebook. Um, because they tend to share a lot of great articles that either they find or that are written for their website. Um, usually first-hand accounts of survivors of suicide or addiction and various mental issues. And, um, and they're great reads. They're great first-hand accounts and uh, kind of opening your eyes to, you know, what is it like from the perspective of someone who has it and which is really cool uh if you have something and you're looking to get perspective on someone else who has it or if you know someone who has it and you're looking to try and understand it from their point of view what you can do to help they do a lot of cool things and uh, the last one i am going to mention is project you are okay um and they can be found at project you are okay. That's project letter U, the letter R, the letter O, and the letter K dot org. And they're specifically, and they state in their mission statement, geared towards uh, aiding uh, mental health uh, for younger people, teens and young adults. Uh, their website says... Tell Your Story, and the Stigma, an initiative of the Child Mind Institute. Project You Are Okay is an inclusive community with expert mental health resources for teens and young adults who are committed to ending the stigma and isolation of struggling with mental illness. Um, they have a lot of great videos. Uh, the video uh, that really changed my life about getting help and... And really confronting this issue that I've tried to ignore or pretend that was just, you know, no big deal. Uh, they did an art, uh, a, a video with actor Will Wheaton. Uh, some of you may know him from Big Bang Theory. Uh, some of you may know him from his really more famous uh, role. Uh, I don't know his character. Wesley, I think, is his character from... Uh, uh, Star Trek uh, Next Generation, uh, but uh, he tells a great story on their YouTube page um, about him confronting mental illness in himself, and uh, a lot of the things he was talking about were things that I identified with, and were kind of, it was eerie hearing them come from the mouth of another person, um, and it, it really grounded me and made me realize that this isn't something I just made up in my head. This isn't just, um, you know, something that, you know, I just imagined or, or is normal. This is a problem that can be addressed if I have the courage to be honest and open about it and, and get the help and actually work at it. Um, and they have lots of videos from real people, not just celebrities uh, or people who work for the company. It's it's for me, they're a great organization to go to if you're looking to tell your story, if you're looking to uh, make a video or uh, share your story. 
uh, they're a great place to go and they're a great community in general and I would definitely uh, look to them. Um, so again, those are the three organizations I really recommend if you're looking to learn more or want to help more. Um, that's NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, and To Write Love in Her Arms, and Project You Are Okay. Uh, now, uh, moving on, uh, I wanted to kind of go through an article that To Write Love in Her Arms actually posted on their website. Uh, it's from uh, an organization called TheMighty.com. Kind of don't know what they do, if they're a journalist site or a, uh, kind of another uh, mental health site. But they had an article, basically, uh, called 18 Texts to Send a Friend Who's Isolating Themselves. Um, and it's basically very simple. This person goes through and talks about how when they're going through a tough time and, you know, they're from their, uh, you know, experience, excuse me, experiencing, uh, issues with their mental health, with mental illness, and they're really struggling, uh, and they're isolating and they're not reaching out for help, how that's exactly what they want. They want someone to come to them, help them, but sometimes it's really hard. And if you're a friend, if you're someone who can help out, basically here's, there's some simple texts that you can send to kind of maybe start a dialogue about, you know, uh, you know, when do you want to talk? Because everyone's different. And they write this in the article. Uh, and I'm quoting directly here. It's important to remember our loved ones can't read our minds. While one person who's isolating might love when a person insists on stopping by, another person might just need to receive a funny meme. If you're someone who tends to isolate, I'd encourage you to talk to your friends and family about what you need during these times. And then they go on saying that we hope this list of text messages helps start a conversation with a loved one. It reminds you that even when we're isolating, we don't have to truly be alone. And I was just kind of go, go through the list and kind of give my opinion uh, about what I think. Uh, some of the good ones here. Uh, number one here, uh, I'm here for you. You are enough. Uh that's kind of a really good one. Um, I do know a lot of people, and sometimes I can be this person where it, it, it I don't know, that just comes off very, uh, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. It, it just doesn't come off well. That, 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 that can rub someone the, the wrong way. Um, uh, uh, let me go through the list here. Uh, I'll be here when you're ready. That's a very nice, simple, simple one. It kind of, I think, I think that's a really good one to do, uh, to send someone. Um, what can I do for you right now? That's another good one. Um, uh, ah, do you want to come hang out and be in comfortable clothes and just watch movies? Uh, that's kind of clunky, <laughs> but I like the idea of it. Um, it also doesn't invite any prodding, uh, cause some people might want the help, but, um, or need the help rather, but not outwardly want it or want to say it because 
there's the stigma and they're afraid. And this one just kind of acknowledges that, hey, maybe something's wrong, but doesn't outwardly say it. And it kind of draws you into something that it's very comfortable. It's very relaxing, very, you know, no pressure. And it's doing something positive. It's hanging out with someone. It's being with someone. It's doing something that's fun. Um, uh, some other good ones here. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Hey, I noticed I haven't seen you for the past six months. You good? Uh, I probably wouldn't put you good. Uh, that comes off very like, uh, uh, like, hey, sup, you know, like, like a little too nonchalant, maybe something like, uh, how are you doing? I really want to know how's it going on. Maybe we can reconnect, you know, uh, that's a good one. And because that happens a lot, you know, life gets a hang of you and the older you get, the more you time goes by so quickly and you realize, holy crap. You know, my, you know, one of my good friends, I haven't talked to them in a really long time. Um, and it's good to always reach out like that because maybe they're doing fine. Uh, or maybe you just read something on Facebook. They're not doing so well, but it hasn't, it's been so long since you talked. Just kind of presented as a, hey, I've, we haven't talked in a while. Like, I'm really interested to know how, what's going on. I hope everything's good, you know, and just kind of leave it at that. Like how, what you doing? And just kind of leave it out there and then encourages talk in general and the person can open up to you as much or as little as you can and really once the conversation starts that's the most important thing because then it could lead to something uh but it can't lead to anything unless there's something to start um let me see here's some other good ones uh uh Okay, this one's kind of weird, <laughs> but it says, "Hey, lovely, I want to know. I want you to know I'm thinking about you and sending you lots of love and energy. Love you." And it's the sparkles kind of stars emoji. Um, it's kind of weird. Hey, lovely. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if it's written by a Brit. That sounds like maybe the way a Brit talks. I, I'm assuming um, if, if the movies I've seen are correct. Uh, but again, this is another good way of like, if you haven't seen someone or haven't talked to someone in a while of kind of just like, just a simple, like, Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's want you to know I'm thinking about you. Hope everything's going well for you. Um, maybe we can talk sometime. Something simple like that, um, is, is really good one. Uh, here's a nice simple one. I miss you very simple gets the point across there's no need for uh any extras um it's polite it, it, it's polite to say whether someone wants to open up about their troubles to you or or not uh but and it also can encourage conversation i miss you i miss you too uh we need to hang out more yeah we should uh, hey, what are you doing this week? And you know, and you can see how it can build from there. Um, so uh, let me go through here. Uh, oh, here's an interesting one. I never thought about this, but and this will be the last one because I gotta get moving here. Um, just respond with a thumbs up if you read this message. Just checking in. No need to type anything in response. Um, 
I don't know. That could go any any which way. Um, it kind of again with all these, really, you just need to know the person you're talking to, uh, and you know what would they respond to, what would they react to, or not. You you kind of it's kind of an unspoken like. You just know these people, and and if you don't know them very well, then just kind of kind of go with your gut. I'd advise. Um, but this is kind of a good one. It doesn't really. It's not asking for a conversation. It's not uh, masking any. Uh, you know, attempt to create a conversation that the person isn't ready for. It's just trying to be like, it's almost like a poke on Facebook. Like, hey, you know, only with a little more emotion to it. Um, so uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, I did want to do another reading. Last week I did a reading from Long Day's Journey and Tonight, one of my favorite uh, plays. Uh and uh, today I was going to do a reading uh, a little more on the nose because I talked a lot about telling stories and telling your story and uh, organizations that help people and how you can help people and all that. And this is a book called Darkness Visible, A Memoir of Madness by William Strite, uh, Styron. Said that wrong by William Styron, S T Y R O N. It's a national bestseller, uh, and basically, it's about this man who uh, fell into a crippling suicidal depression, um, and he came really close to just taking his own life. And he made a recovery and got back there uh, to being healthy and uh living for tomorrow and he wrote a memoir and it's not very long it's less than 100 pages Uh, i read it uh during one of my psychology classes in college and it kind of really stuck with me um and i was just going to read you the end a couple paragraphs it's not very long um and i'll just leave you with this and he starts with a quote from he puts it in Italian and in English, but it's from Dante. It's from, I believe, the beginning of Dante's Inferno. Uh, and it reads In the middle of the journey of our life, I found myself in a dark wood, for I had lost the right path. One can be sure that these words have been more than once employed to conjure the ravages of melancholia, but. Their somber foreboding has often overshadowed the last lines of the best-known part of that poem with their evocation of hope. To most of those who have experienced it, the horror of depression is so overwhelming as to be quite beyond expression, hence the frustrated sense of inadequacy found in the work of even the greatest artists. But in science and the art and the art and art the But in science and art, the search will doubtless go on for a clear representation of its meaning, which sometimes, for those who have known it, is a simulacrum of all the evil of our world, of our everyday discord and chaos, our irrationality, warfare and crime, torture and violence, our impulse toward death, and our flight from it, held in the intolerable Oh, this is a word I don't know. <laughs> Equipoise of history. If our if our lives had no other configuration but this, we should want 
and perhaps deserve to perish if depression had no termination, then suicide would indeed be the only remedy. But one need not sound the false or inspirational note to stress the truth that depression is not the soul's annihilation. Men and women who have recovered from the disease, and they are countless, bear witness to what is probably its only saving grace. It is conquerable. For those who have dwelt dwelt in depression's dark wood and known its inexplicable agony, their return from the abyss is not unlike the ascent of the poet, trudging upward and upward out of hell's black depths, and at last emerging into what we saw as the shining world. There, whoever has been restored to health has almost always been restored to the capacity for serenity and joy, and this may be indemnity enough for having endured the despair beyond despair. And so we came forth and once again beheld the stars. My name is Kevin Schofield, and you've been listening to Talking Through Traffic. Take a breath. Look to the horizon and keep going. Tomorrow needs you. Have a good night and good day and good mental health.